<laughs> Excuse me? No, I'm ready. Oh, you're ready. <laughs> you make me think of the old guy in the movies, but it's just trying to clear his throat and get ready to say something, you know, very amazing and very over the top and almost too dramatic. <laughs> or just simply try to get somebody's attention. Like, hello, right. welcome. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another one-off episode of Bearded Bible Brothers. I am your bearded host, Matt Crosswhite. And I'm your other bearded host, Josiah Marshall. Boy, today that, we, that low voice is really working today. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting over bronchitis is really working for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really is. So, Matt, what were you going to say? So we are doing another lighthearted, fun conversation today. We've done multiple rounds of favorite books, most impactful books, books that we've read recently. Today we're going to switch into movies. So we'll do another oh one sometime soon about TV shows. But today we're doing favorite movies. If we haven't alienated people already. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for something deeply theological, this is not... This is the podcast, but this is not the episode. If you're looking for a fun, fun, uh, laugh your way through traffic conversation, <laughs> this might be the right one. Right. <laughs> so I kind of want to go first just to make sure you don't steal one of my top oh, movies. Okay. I have to say, I already have my, num my number one picked out. I've had this one for years. My kids, you know how kids are always asking questions, right? Well, daddy, what is your favorite song? What is your favorite movie? What is your favorite word? It's like, yep. okay. Right now, my All three right, and a half year old son is in the phase of daddy. What's your favorite thing? Just in general, what's your yeah. favorite thing? What's been your answer? Um, talking about Jesus, reading my Bible, or playing with him. Those oh, are my top okay. answers. Okay. And he's like, I like those too, Daddy. <laughs> well, what would be your top one right now for movies? Okay, so disclaimer. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite movies in okay. no particular order. I can't place them as the number uh, one, the number okay. two. Okay, okay. So for the sake right. of time on this podcast, we'll probably do Matt's top favorite, five favorite in no particular order. <laughs> so you know how there's a thing going around on social media about apparently guys think about the Roman Empire way more than ladies do? Uh, no, I'm not on social media. So oh, that's right. You live under a rock up there in Utah. But the rest of us, there's this, there's this big thing going around that, that guys think about the Roman Empire at least once a week, and it's, and it's, what, it's actually you? kind of funny. Do you? I don't. Well, do you? I, I would say I do just because of Bible. Oh, like, okay. At some well, I point, when that. thinking about the Gospels, the Roman Empire comes up. All right, I'll give you that one. But I mean, if it was for me, what what do I think about? What civilization do I think about? It's probably Lord of the Rings. 
The Hobbit. Hobbit centers. I, I was really hoping you were going to say something really random and off the wall like the. I, I tend to think about the Mesozoic era or. I actually thought of that. I think about then, the Byzantines on a regular basis. I actually thought of that, but I thought, you know what? No, I'll take it the other route. <laughs> I'll just so sound so like my like number one movie is going to accidentally affirm all of those gifs and memes about guys thinking about the Roman Empire because my number one is going to be Gladiator. Ah, Russell Crowe. Are you not entertained? Exactly. (laughs) Such a good movie. Such a heroic character. There's romance. There's action. There's philosophy. There's, yeah. That's just, it's such a good all around. There's tragedy. There's triumph. Such a good all around movie. Mm. It's been a long time movie, but I, I, I remember the epicness of it. Very, yes. very epic. And very. you don't get a better uh, engine for a story than betrayal. Right? True. Oh, man, what an engine. Uh, because uh, he's betrayed, his wife and son are killed, and he's thrown into slavery and nearly dies in the desert. It's like, oh, boy. Spoilers. Huh? Oh, spoiler alert. It's been around long enough. I think we can spoil it. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. So what what do you like about it so much? Just the heroism. Just the heroism. Okay. I I, Definitely being tongue-in-cheek and um, throwing a, a modern cultural phrase in the culture's own face. I love the amount of toxic masculinity in that movie. <laughs> That's not a modern phrase. It's not? I said, if well, if that isn't a modern phrase. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think. It's like just straight manliness. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah he rises oh, to the occasion. He is the hero. He does what needs to be done. And he does mm-hmm. it with with the most elegant manly style possible. Yes. Well, let's see here. Like that so moment got... when he when he faces down the emperor and I used to have oh, it memorized yeah. but I don't but just yeah. who are you? And he uh-huh. takes off the helmet and he gives the whole litany of litany. who he yep. is. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. There is there is not a dry eye in the audience when he says it and there is no. not a fist that is still in the lap everything right. is pumped and and you yeah, let him have it beating out of you going exactly <laughs> and and he builds he builds he, he starts kind of soft and then he really builds and you really get that feeling you go oh yeah my yes. sister <laughs> so my Husband sister of a murdered with her wife friends, father of a murdered son son yep my sister, you know, it's funny we should say that because my sister and her friends come up behind us one time because she said they they said we want to find out what boys talk about. What do boys talk about, right? So they come up behind us, and then later she tells me we were so disappointed. We were thinking you're going to be talking about this relationship over here or this this idea over here, but all you guys were talking about was killing bugs. <laughs> killing bugs. <laughs> what else is a guy supposed to do? Yeah, right? when we get older, we talk about cars and. Right. So, yeah, I mean, when you got Gladiator in front of you, it's going to be masculine and it's going to be gravitas towards that. And it's it's making me think that, okay, for that group of people, 
for that generation or whoever saw that movie, that's going to be their their man movie. Going back in the 80s, you probably either got Rocky or Rambo. That's their man movie. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> you even go back into the 70s or what was it, the 60s? Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. You've got Kirk Douglas playing Spartacus, and that was a manly movie, right? Yeah. Or Ben-Hur, for that matter. You see him in his toned arms racing that chariot around the stadium. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm carrying this on. No, that's good. So that's that's my number one. What what's it what's near the top of your list? If if not number oh, one, it's somewhere near one, one of your things. I have a number one. I've, oh, I, okay. I, what is it? You know, I've I've hemmed and hawed over this over the years because I remember when I was first on Facebook year. This was twenty years ago. Um, there were those surveys going out a lot and going, "Oh, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie?" And I, every now and then, my that that number one movie would just kind of I don't know, flip back and forth. With a few between a few, but it wasn't until my son um, started hammering with that question where I finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to say it. Fiddler on the Roof. Really? Yeah. It was a very, oh, yeah. very good movie, but I, oh yeah, I don't think I've met anybody that that's their all-time favorite. All-time favorite. I Excellent. have an affinity. Oh, sorry. What? Awesome. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I have an affinity for musicals. Um, I grew up watching them. It's one of the few things I was allowed to watch considering the very conservative, uh, background my family has. And so we were very limited. My adult movie at 12, when I got to stay up late for the first time on my birthday and watch movies was Sands of Iwo Jima with John Wayne and South or Operation Pacific with John Wayne. It's like my big boy movies. Yay. <laughs> All right. But, um, and then we were allowed to watch musicals. There was, you know, all sorts. There was, a, a, what's his name? Uh, Music Man. There's Music Man. That's a fun yep. one. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Royal Wedding. Um, oh, there's a lot of them. If I, if I took a minute to think, I'd probably come up with a lot of them. But I'm not, but really, Fiddler on the Roof caps out both on my favorite and really is one of the most impactful. Because there's so much communicated in that movie. Yes. It truly captures the essence of a people very, very well. And what I find so hysterical about that is, is that the director, when he was connecting with some of these bigger Jewish names and with some of these more prominent men, he'd say, I hope you're okay with this, me being just a simple goy. And it's like, he would actually say that to people because he would acknowledge the fact, I'm not a Jew. I'm not Jewish. But yet, I'm happy to do it, considering his last name is Jewison. You ever notice that? His last name's Jewison, but he's not a Jew. Hmm. So you wonder how that happened. I have no clue. But anyways, suffice it to say, I, I enjoy the movie so much that uh, there are two documentaries out about it. And there's even some back uh, behind the scenes stuff that's been made available. I've seen it all. Of More course. than once. Of course you have. More than once. And then... Uh, when my son started learning violin, I, I, it was something else being able to hear my son play. He came to me, Dad, can you print out um, the prologue so I could learn it on the violin? Uh, sure. That's kind of big stuff, buddy. You ready to do Oh, yeah, Dad. I'm going to try it. He, Isaac Stern is one of his biggest um, 
when he, my son plays violin, so he, he likes Eisenstern a lot. He goes in there, he's fiddling around with it in 15 minutes. He comes out and says, Dad, I can do the first part for you. Oh, wow. you gotta be kidding me. He starts playing it. It's rushed. It's it's not necessarily very good, but the fact that he was trying and he was doing it is like this. Oh and he did man. it with any amount of success. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. oh it was way it to was go, wonderful. Joel. Now I'm not Jewish. But although at times I feel like I'm Jewish at heart, just because of just the connection I have not only through scripture, but just the passion that there is for life. I want to party just like God talks about in Leviticus 23. Let's do this, baby. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just one of those movies where you can see so many elements of life being portrayed in a very complete and seamless way. I like being able to identify stories that are like that. And then not to mention the songs. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. The songs. Um, and then uh, my son asked me, so what's your favorite song in the movie? He's like, okay, it would be the prologue. You know, where, where where you've got um, uh, uh, Topol, which is the actor's name, um, doing Rev Tevi. He's playing Rev Tevi, and he's starting to sing um, the opening credits. And then, but my other favorite song is uh, Miracle of Miracles. Mm. Some of those words just really speak to me. So. Very yeah. nice. Hitler on the roof. <laughs> Excellent. It was a great movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. movie. And, and come to find out, it's one of the longest running and available movies in any format in the world. Really? One of. Oh, yeah. It's There's even a company, there's a theater company, stage company in Japan that's been doing that play for decades. Very decades. Cool. Because apparently in Jewish culture, that story speaks volumes. Wow, I I had no clue. So it's just one of those things you go, cool, wow, all right. All right, what's another one for you? Excellent. Well, honestly, I would not have thought of this one if you hadn't just mentioned it. But And this, this would go under the category of used to be one of my favorites as a kid and was formational. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> I almost wanted to say it with you if I wasn't taking a sip of drink at the moment. Sip of water. It was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> it was such a fun movie. And um, I don't know. Just there again, masculine men in the woods with <laughs> axes and saws and building buildings and Yep. Learning and how to be uh, husbands that aren't jerks. and Yeah, by stealing their wives. <laughs> well, yes, doing... there was that. But, but over the course of it, they learned how to be decent men. <laughs> right, right. Um, I remember one of the biggest moments for me when I was a kid was watching Gideon use the, um, <clears throat> the uh, axe as kind of like a jump rope. Remember that? Yes. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> it, and and the, just the way of going, realizing, oh, wait a minute, I can dance. And there's a way to dance that's very masculine. Because <laughs> you got Fred Astaire in Royal Wedding using a, a coat hat, you know, a rat hat, hat rack sort of thing as a, as a partner. <laughs> yeah, here's Gideon showing, hey, no, I can use an axe as a dancing partner. And assuming you can't do the the Russian fiddler on the roof with the bottle and the kicking, assuming that's oh, not your game, yeah. I don't know. Oh man, that's that one's. Oh man, 
No, but I have actually learned that there's a group of men that do that. They will go around weddings and they will do that dance for people. That's hilarious. Isn't it funny? Now, that'd be cool if you'd see somebody walking around. Hey, I'll do an axe dance for you. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I see somebody do that, honey. And America's got talent. Right. Well, we've seen pretty much everything else. Might as well do that one, too. Right. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you like about it, though? What's um, besides being masculine? Because you've yeah. definitely got a theme going here. You've got Gladiator. Like, right. <laughs> I like the budding romance. I like, honestly, I really like the songs. Mm. Um, being someone that sings baritone, I like to sing along with a lot of the songs. So that's always fun for me. Um, same reason I like. Um, Wait a minute. It's Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yep. I love singing along to those because they're actually songs that are on my level. I, they, they're deep enough that I can sing them. <laughs> you think we could get to get you to show us some of that baritone? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nice try, though. Oh, darn. <laughs> Over the misty mountains call or oh. dungeons deep. You want to try that? Can I get you to do that at least? Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm singing, right? I know you do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've actually only recently discovered, totally off subject from movies, but I sing well at baritone. But I've also discovered recently that I can do bass pretty well, too, which is kind of fun. Oh, cool. All right. Actually, All those right. are the days I do that in church a lot because uh -huh. um, church or synagogue or whatever, whatever we happen to be at. Um, those are the days when my son wants me to hold him during worship because mm. then he rests his head on my chest and he just listens to the, the bass. And, and it like reverberates his little head. It's so much fun. And it's cool because with bass, like almost nobody around you can hear it. Unless you yeah. have a microphone, nobody can hear it. And so yeah. it's just me and my son. We're just worshiping. Having a moment. Yep. Yep. I like that. I like that. You got another one? You got another masculine movie to throw on the pile? I know. I feel like I got to change it up just so that it's not. Dog pile. Well, Greatest Showman is not is not all about a rugged manly dude no that's true very sensitive guy uh tends to be at least yeah you're right yeah. although you can't look at hugh jackman at least if you don't have the background you can't look at hugh jackman and not think who am i thinking of it's true it's true okay Wolverine. so here's another one Wolverine um, still got a rugged manly character, but that's not the centerpiece of the movie. Okay. Um, an, another Russell Crowe movie. Oh, Noah. Right. I never saw that one. You, you need to remedy that most immediately. Okay. okay. All right. We'll, All right. we'll resume All this right. podcast later. Stop the pie. No kidding. Um, that one got right. so many negative reviews from evangelical community. Um, because it, I think they thought that it was all made up, but mm. it's exactly following Jewish Midrash and they did a brilliant job of it. It is such a you cool movie. That. You have said that. Hmm. The whole premise being that, um, 
the 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 watchers that fell in uh, first enoch that the watchers that fell regretted their decision as as it says in first enoch and they petitioned mm. enoch to go and present their case to god um and ask okay. him to to basically for favor and grace mm-hmm. um and and the whole idea that maybe uh noah got help from the watchers to build his ark because even after god said no the watchers were trying to get back into god's good graces and they lamented what they had done etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. which okay if if you follow Enoch the the story of first Enoch it really doesn't mm-hmm. fit but okay. it fits a lot of Jewish midrash and it's a great story and if you know how Jewish midrash works as we right. discussed in previous episodes it's a mm. great story it was a great movie go watch it all right well i might have to finally consider that and you know what being see i've said filler on the roof <laughs> it seems to kind of go against this masculine theme we've got going for a second, um, which is why I would say that there is one that comes to mind that I wouldn't call necessarily my favorite, but it's enjoyable one. It okay. makes me laugh. And you got guys being guys. Hobbs and Shaw. I Fast and the Furious is Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, it's it's funny. Um, that's what is that? Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. Now, I like Jason. Jason's usually pretty good in what he does. But in this case, they've got them being men. And who, who's, who's, oh, there's a woman in there. It's one of their sisters. I think it's, I think it's Jason's sister. I think it's supposed to be his character's sister. Anyways, they got him, you know, bunching people out, kicking people out of airplanes. There's, but there's one scene that just makes me laugh so hard. The, 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 they're fighting in this airplane and there's this baby in the baby carrier. And Jason tries to turn, he puts on headphones onto the baby's ear so that the baby doesn't hear what's going on. And then he turns the carrier so the baby doesn't watch him (laughs) beat the snot out of these guys that he's trying to kick out of the plane. So it's like, you know what, this is kind of fun, funny sort of thing. It's kind of reminiscent for me. I'm one of of my actors, one of my all-time actors, favorite actors is uh, Jackie Chan. Now, I have a number one actor, but Jackie Chan is definitely up there because he's able to show that he can be tough and yet funny at the same time. Absolutely. And so that's what Jason and and Dwayne, but really Jason came across that way. I mean, Dwayne, yeah, okay, fine. But I mean, uh, not to mitigate or I mean, not to not to downplay Jason. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Dwayne, he's he's funny. He had some funny moments, but Jason, what he did with that baby carrier just made me slap so hard funny part i was babysitting when i was watching that movie oh, and the baby was in a baby carrier so i pulled him out and i laid him on the floor away from the tv so I thought this will be funny oh my goodness <laughs> i'll have to check that one out one more time oh. with the title hobbs and shaw hobbs and shaw all right hobbs and shaw. it's it's just fun funny but uh, if I was to go off of one of my favorites, now I I tend to be a little. I've been told I'm old for one, and if you're seeing my face now on our YouTube channel, I've got plenty of gray to suggest that. And when I had the beard, um, according to my wife, the beard put on ten years. The, the, long <laughs> the longer, beard, yeah, 
the longer beard. But um, I like black and whites. I grew up on black and whites. And I recently watched again one of my all-time favorites, which was Gentleman's Agreement with Gregory Peck. Hmm. Have you ever heard of it? I don't think so. A Gregory Peck plays an, a writer who is asked to come to New York because this editor of a large magazine has an idea for a story. And the editor got it from the idea from his niece, who Gregory Peck finds a love interest in. And so they start dating. And um, the whole movie is actually based on it. And now it's interesting, the timing of this, considering everything that's been going on in Israel. But it, that's not the reason why I'm bringing it up. The, sure. the, the goal, the, the, the piece that the guy wants him to write about is anti-Semitism back in the early 1900s. And Gregory Peck's character, <clears throat> he's already had an experience as a writer. He's sitting there with his mother. His mother's had a medical emergency, and he's telling her, you know, I don't know if I can really do this. I mean, when I wanted, when I was asked to write about miners, I, I went and I dug. I got in the dirt, and I talked to miners, and I didn't just talk to miners. I lived it. And then he has this epiphany of going, wait a minute. What if I was to do something crazy? And his mother's looking and going, I don't know, but I think it's a good one. I think you should go with it. And so at the end of the movie, he finally hands in the serialization that he's been working on, and it's entitled, I Was Jewish for 60 Days. Wow. Yeah. And I, it's one of my favorites simply because it just challenges me in my own biases, my own perspectives. Um, I know that's not something that anybody would eagerly jump into going, oh, yeah, this is fun. Let's challenge our biases. Uh, that's not a party game. <laughs> what do you do in your spare time? Right. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one of my, my all-time favorites, especially when it just comes to black and white. I could name off a litany of black and whites that I enjoy. Mm. But um, come on, what's another one for you? Well, I don't think my wife would let me sleep easy. If I don't bring up Shrek. I knew you were going to say Shrek. Yeah. I knew it. That's another one that was formative for me. As a kid, I was, I loved Shrek. I had the whole thing memorized. Yeah. And um, as my sister and I, so we grew up, we had horses and cow, cattle and sheep and all sorts of stuff. So, as we would go out and about and do our chores, we would quote Shrek back and forth to each other, each of us being the different characters in the different scenes. <laughs> Donkey! <laughs> yep. Donkey Sorry, that's Shrek actually and... pulling in a little Gabrielle Iglesias into this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Shrek was a good one. Shrek was good. Um, what was one of your favorite lines out of the movie? How do you how do you ask such impossible questions? Favorite line out of the movie. Good All right, gracious. what's one of your one of your favorite lines? One of my favorite lines is when they're when they're approaching um, Fiona's castle where the dragon is, and um, it's it's just like a side comment. If you're not paying attention, you totally miss it. It's not a big long conversation. They get across the bridge where they're swinging it back and forth and scaring the tar out of donkey and stuff. They make the landing on the other side, and uh, you already know what I'm going to say. I do. Anybody say who's familiar it. with it, and um, 
<laughs> so Donkey asks, so where is this fire-breathing pain in the neck anyway? And Shrek says, inside, waiting for us to rescue her. I was talking about the dragon, Shrek. <laughs> so good. And then when, when they rescue her and they're on their way back and um, Shrek and Donkey are having a a short joke riff off in front of Fiona about Lord Farquaad's stature or lack thereof. Um, that one's that's a pretty good moment. Let's let's just say men of Farquaad's stature are in short, short supply. supply. Yes, I don't know, Shrek. There are those who think little of him. Little of him. <laughs> you think he's stop compensating it, stop for it, something? Both of you, you're just jealous that you could never measure up to a man like Lord Farquaad. Okay, princess, I'll let you do the measuring when you see him tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Still getting over the cough. Yeah, oh, we should, maybe we should have reconsidered the topic of this no, episode. No, no, I think Given it's that you're still getting over bronchitis. I'm, I'm flooding my body with special with good endorphins. This is good. It's going to make me yeah. happy. It's going to help my body. The dopamine is helping. <laughs> okay. What, yeah, the dopamine. That's it. That's right. The dopamine. But you know what? Uh, so I like I like black and whites. I really enjoy cartoons. I really mm. enjoy cartoons because they're 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 levity. They're they they make things a little lighter, brighter. Even if it's a very, as especially a lot of our, our more traditional uh, Disney movies are, you go. Wow, I mean, if that was a live-action film, that would be an intense story, right? Yep. <laughs> but um, while I have a favorite cartoon, which I'll I'm going to mention it offhandedly, Cars, and there's reasons I have for that. But the one I yep. really want to talk about, though, Cars is good. Don't get me wrong; I like Cars the the elements of friendship in it. It's phenomenal. I enjoy some of the scenes. They really did a great job on a lot of the story, the the design, everything. But if there's one that I've even used in an opening to one of our episodes is I got you for basic food groups, beans, bacon, bacon, whiskey, and lard. Atlantis, that cartoon, I I tell you, that was actually um, quite formative in the way that it really made me interested in linguistics. And I want to say that even though they didn't represent linguistics very well, um, if I was to actually say what movie does, it's Arrival um, with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. That was a proper demonstration of linguistics at work. Um, whereas with Atlantis, it's just fun. You've got these adventures that they're going on. They go down there and find it's just It's just a blast. But then you've got those one-liners. They're in the middle of the chaos, and the old lady on the phone says, Sorry, Maude, I'm going to have to call you back. Yes. <laughs> She's talking on the radio with her friend. It's like, really? I love when he shows the the picture in the, the journal of the, the giant sea monster Leviathan thing. And um, what's the demolition expert's name? I don't know. Oh, man. I was just trying to think of it myself. I Christy can't remember up, up in my head. But yeah, do, but, so do the line. But it looks like it's a great fantastic. big lobster, and he looks. He leans over to yep. the person next to him. And he goes, "With something like that, I would have white wine." I think. <laughs> so many good little moments in that movie. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And what's so funny is that I remember the day when I realized I'm sitting there watching it for who knows how many times, 
And the and I finally start listening to the voice of the king. I'm going, wait a minute, I know that voice. Do you? That's Leonard Nimoy. No. Yes. Oh, Leonard totally Nimoy now. was the guy that played Spock, plays the king of Atlantis. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? <laughs> oh man, you just blew my mind. Boom. Boom. <laughs> And then, now all I'm seeing is that guy that with the sticks of dynamite. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh me, there is just that that movie had, and, and, and the doctor. Doing, the first time oh. that uh, Milo meets the doctor. Yep. Yep. Here, do the line. Do the line. You do it. How does it start? He's got him. Um, I can't I think know. it off the top of my head. Just how the scene it. ends with he's got these two big old beakers. He's like, here, I'm going to need you to fill these up. And, he's, and Milo spits the, the thermometer out of his mouth. <laughs> with what? <laughs> that's right. That's what it is. Milo, yes, that, please report to the bread. Oh, I hope this has helped our listeners laugh. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Such a good this movie. It is, and but when he, you know when he drink when they prank him, um, and he drinks a bottle of water, and the demolitions guy comes over. He goes, "You didn't just drink that, did you? That's not good. That's nitroglycerin. <laughs> don't move. Don't breathe. Don't do anything. Don't switch a muscle." Pray. And then Mole sneaks up behind him and goes, "Boo!" Ah, <laughs> <sighs> such a good movie. Such it a good is. Oh man, you and me have quoted that to each other so much when we're tired. It's true. It really is. Oh, me. Well, what do you think? You think that's a good capstone for this episode? Sure. Let's let's cut it off before Matt just keeps on quoting movie lines. <laughs> Next thing I know, you'll be quoting Mall Cop. I still uh, haven't seen that movie yet. I know you've referenced that in another episode. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I try to only quote movies that you've seen. Okay. And, oh, man. and be actually, before we close out the episode, I know that oftentimes when we when we've gone through uh, favorite books and favorite movies and stuff, we we neglect to actually talk about the Lord of the Rings. I feel like we do that because it's it's like the the New York Times bestseller book list just negates the Bible because everybody knows that the Bible is far and above the top of the list and has been since they started that so they almost just don't even say it anymore i feel like we do that with lord of the rings we don't we need to have one episode just where we just there. geek out about lord of the rings but and we might that maybe even talk of maybe maybe broach the topic of the new rings of power series i don't I'll, know i'll let you carry that one because i i have not seen it um okay but it <laughs> Just even the the trailers for it just didn't do it for me. Mm. Well, that's fair. So. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the trailers for Crudes. Oh, you know what? I'm going to mention one more. I've got. I'm sorry. I have to. It's a favorite. <laughs> it's an absolute favorite. My wife does not remember movies. Five minutes after watching a movie, she will not remember a thing, single thing. What? What did we just watch? What was it about? I'm not kidding. She doesn't have a memory for movies. We're driving away from Crude's about 15 minutes after the movie, and my wife oh, starts that chuckling. That was a good us. one. Oh, yeah. We're driving away, and she starts chuckling. And my, I said, What's so funny? She goes, That was funny. Like, 
what's funny? Because at that time, I point her and I already know she doesn't remember the movie, but she goes, that was funny. I don't want to lose my protective layer. Like, you just quoted the movie. She goes, I guess I did. Yes, I did. I'll quote another line too. What's a pet? Something you don't eat. Oh, we call those children. Yes. Release the baby. Release the baby. Yes. I, the, the, the trailer for that did not get me. And so I'm sitting in the movie theater going, I don't know what this movie, movie is going to be good or not. I, I think I even only saw the trailer once. And then, boom, that movie just nailed. Oh, it was. That's one of those movies you want to go into blindly going, that's just such a pleasant surprise. Yes. Oh, man. We call and when the dad's children. trying to be all cool and and he can come up with inventions too, okay. and he That's gets the snapshot with a rock comes up, right? And then his boy, his boy says, "I think you need to do it again. I think my my eyes were closed. I think I blinked. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, I think I blinked. That's what it was. I think I blinked. Oh, oh man. man! But release the baby. My own daughter will yell that across the house some days." release the baby i'm going what's what are you doing and then does she come oh, turn across the house <laughs> that would be funny to see i don't think she's no i don't remember ever doing that but that would be funny though if that actually ever happened oh man so anyways i'm sorry i had to say that one that has been a, a long quoted movie in our family and my wife every now and then whenever i have to say well we need to wash the dogs or we need to get the get the other pets into the bathtub um she'll say oh they don't want to lose their protective layer <laughs> yep Two it's just like warning. how I, my wife and i can't go to chick-fil-a without mm -hmm. me because i always get the parfait with the with the granola because it's gluten-free and i always have to do the parfait bit from shrek every time in the drive-thru <laughs> yep Oh it, man, it's I, just one of those things in the family it is. that you, you get. It is it, something would be wrong if if that if that family member didn't do that thing. It just you'd be, right. look at him and go, "Are you feeling well? What's what's going on? Why aren't you telling your story? Why aren't you doing your right?" Mind? Oh man, yeah, I've I've done the same thing with um, ogres are like layers, they're like onions. They stink. Yes. No. Oh, because they make you cry. No. Oh, because you leave them out in the sun, they turn brown, start sprouting little white hairs. No. I mean, you're good part. at that. Can you I know close that? Everybody likes parfaits. Everybody likes parfaits. parfaits. You ever talk to somebody? You say, "Hey, let's go get some parfait." They say, "Hey, no, I don't like no parfaits. Parfaits are delicious." <laughs> okay. Okay. I let's close the episode story. quickly. I really want to tell a story though. This is so funny because just. Just the way families act. And I've already said Fiddler on the Roof, so I'll bring that to full circle. We're walking through Walmart one day. My mother and dad had five children, four boys, one girl. <clears throat> there is uh, about an eight-year difference between me and the youngest. And the youngest was probably three years old. My dad had taken Fiddler on the Roof and uh, recorded it onto cassette tape. Now, that, that's not dating me. I don't know what is. And we would listen to the movie on road trips. There's even a story one time where he turns turns up the uh, the the dream scene. My mother's asleep next next to him in the passenger seat. He oh, and Tevia screams, and it wakes up my mother, and it's just funny. But here's the thing: we're walking through Walmart one day. My three year old little brother is sitting in the in the cart, 
three or four. And all of a sudden, he busts out in a song. And I'll come to her by night. And I'll take her by the throat. And we're walking through Walmart. And this lady looks over at my mother and just has this look of horror on her face going, what kind of kids are you raising? And all my mother could do is just kind of blush and shy and go, I don't know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, I was so prepared for you to say that you were going through Walmart and he saw something he wanted. And so he started singing, if I was a rich man. <laughs> He's done that. He's actually done that. Of course. And so my son did that one time. I think if I remember correctly, my son actually did that one time. Because we told him no. Well, why not? We just don't have money for that today. If I were a rich man. Okay. I know we need to really end it now, or else we're going to get lost. We would love to hear from you, our dear audience. If you have lasted this long on this episode, then God bless you. We we appreciate you. We would love to hear from you. Your favorite movie or a movie that was formative for you and why write to us at bearded bible brothers at gmail.com and until next time keep watching funny things and keep being ridiculous and hang in there with this crazy world 